You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you Monday morning talking about financial freedom. I hope you've had an incredible weekend. And today, I want to talk about something that I get asked a lot, and especially in you know company Zooms, company trainings, team Zooms, all that kind of stuff. Because of my background and because we have a health and wellness product in our business, it's something that comes up a lot is how do I approach health professionals? How do I talk to my doctor? How do I talk to my chiropractor? How do I talk to my physio? All that kind of stuff. And so I want to answer it for you on the podcast here today as well, because I'm sure so many of you have health and wellness products. And even if you don't have a specific health and wellness product, you've still got things that would benefit people. And having a doctor surgery, a chiropractic clinic on, you know, in your team, it's going to be really helpful because at the end of the day, everything we purchase really comes down to changing our wealth, changing our health or changing our relationships or you know improving them in some way. So when you go buying a car, are you buying a family car for the relationship point of view? Maybe you're trying to buy a car that is impressive um, and that might help you in your relationships. Uh, maybe you want to buy a car that is impressive because it will help you in your career, in your image and branding as far as your wealth. All those sorts of things. You're buying a car that you can drive down and you know put the mountain bikes on the, the top and drive down to the beach so you're more healthy, all those sorts of things. Like every single decision really basically comes down to that. So I want to talk about health professionals in general today because there are a few things that are a little bit different about the approach. And also obviously want to share some parts of my backstory that I haven't shared before. I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast for a little while, you will know my background is physiotherapy or physical therapy, depends what you call it around the world. And that I thought was going to be my career. I was going to travel around with teams and I was doing that and everything was good, but I wanted great. And we had to sort of really look at, well, how do we go from a good life to a great life and tried all these things. So many things failed. Thankfully, network marketing entered the fold and we really found our groove. Now, Quick little tangent before we get into sort of directly approaching and talking to health professionals and sort of the three things we want to look at there is I also know that this is an area where people can get a little bit caught up in that whole comparison syndrome thing because for me, and it hit me in the very early days when we first started going to events and you're going around events and you're connecting with people and meeting people and having conversations and there was always those questions of, well, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I'm a physio and blah, blah, blah. And people would always say, oh, it must be easy for you because you're a physio. And it was always like, well, no, that just because I am a physiotherapist doesn't mean it's simply easier because there's all these other things. I had a physio practice, um, but I also had a business partner who wasn't, you know, super positive about everything. So there was very much a delineation like if you want to do this thing you're not doing it in the clinic you have to do it out of the clinic so yes i did have a a huge list of patients but you know as part of our business agreement i wasn't allowed to talk to any of those patients and you know at the time when you're making a really good income and that's paying for your lifestyle as a physio and you're making 50 100 bucks here and there in your network marketing business of course you make that decision and you know later on 
we changed and we moved out and all that kind of stuff and, you know, lived a new life, all those sorts of things. But it just, I remember it always hit me because people would just say, oh, well, you can just enroll physios. You can just enroll doctors. And I did enroll a lot of physios and a lot of doctors because they were my friends, right? I didn't actively target doctors. I didn't actively target physios. I didn't actively target nurses. It's just when you go to university and you hang around other physios and you work with other physios and you work in a hospital and connect and interact with doctors and nurses and surgeons all day, yeah, you build up trust and awareness with them. And so some physios did fairly well. Some physios were the biggest headaches we ever had in our business um, because they just flat out refused to follow any kind of system, any follow process. You know, they they had their own ways of doing things. And, and again, that's we'll, we'll talk about some of those things down the track of, of why they can just be that little bit more difficult. But essentially, short, you know, long story short, we have a professional stick up the bum that we know everything about the human body. And someone comes along with, oh, you know, maybe instead of doing this, you should do that. And that professional stick up the bum sort of twists a bit and we get our nose out of joint. So I remember it was a really big comparison syndrome of just because we had a health and wellness degree didn't mean we were going to be immediately successful with a health and wellness product because there are so, so many other factors involved. And yes, I did enroll a lot of physios and doctors at the start. Most of them didn't do anything. Yes, most of the people in our team who truly did something, one of them was a nurse. Everyone else had no health and wellness, you know, background or degree or anything like that. So just always check yourself. It's it's so easy to sit there and say, oh, well, it's easy for Andrew and Angie because they're a couple. They can get twice as much done. I'm over here on my own. And there are days where it's like, well, you know, as a couple, your communication has to be so good because you've got to agree on everything. And Angie and I, do agree on most things, but there's some things we don't always agree on. And that obviously causes friction that slows down the process. When you're working on your own, you don't have to get like, buy-in and agreeance and and the communication challenges and that that can come up with a relationship. So anything can be a pro and a con. It's just how we look at it. Yes, it was like, yes, I had a health and wellness background, but I also spent 10 hours a day in a clinic where I wasn't allowed to talk to my patients. So, you know, like that, that's a huge chunk of your day. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we just talked about scheduling on the last podcast. That is a huge chunk of your day where you're not opening your mouth. Yes, I had the skills of talking to people. Yes, I built that muscle. Yes, I, you know, had a health and wellness background, but that also helped me and didn't help me. So that little tangent aside, just always be so careful. Oh, well, it would be easier for them because they don't have kids. Yes, our kids create a challenge, but our kids are also the thing that drives us every single day. We would have quit so many times. I would have just kept being a physio and had a good life. When the kids came along, we wanted to have a great life. They were both our inspiration. And yes, they do distract us. And yes, we would prefer to spend time with them than doing other things other days. But you know, that's all just part of the game. So let's talk about health professionals. Now, one of the keys with health professionals is that generally we like health and wellness, right? That's, you know, that's part of it. And physiotherapy, especially chiropractors as well, um, you know, uh, uh, very similar. We have generally quite sporty backgrounds. You know, when I went through physiotherapy at the University of Queensland back in 2001, all those years ago, the very first day they said, a hundred of us, there's a small class, a hundred of us, who wants to be a physiotherapist for a team? 
and a hundred hands went up and then they re-interviewed us at the end of the day at the end of year like the fourth year on the final day and said okay who still wants to work with the team and there were very few hands went up because we realized you know maybe those jobs aren't that fun at the end of the day there's a lot of work that goes into them all that kind of stuff but there were olympic swimmers there were athletes there were pro you know footy players all that kind of stuff who were also doing physiotherapy because they just liked health and wellness they liked the whole industry they were very active as children and then they ended up in this area so that's the first thing the second thing is that when we work with patients you do form a very very strong bond i mean that's both again the greatest part and also the most challenging part of the industry is that you create these very you know amazing strong connections with so many of your patients um, it can also drain you like at the end of the day when you're that when people are that emotionally attached to you and they're coming to you not only with their sore back but also with all their other problems and they're sort of you know wanting you to kind of solve everything but the reality is you build these fantastic bonds and we had you know patients w- wanting to attend our wedding and stuff you know can we come to your wedding we just want to be there like you know you don't have to invite us to the reception but a lot of my patients just wanted to come to our wedding because they'd seen me you know grow up and i'd been treating them for years and then they'd heard all about angie and i meeting and they'd seen the excitement and the changes in me and the, they'd lived that life and then you know when jack was born he used to come into the clinic and because pa- patients would want to meet him and get to know him all those sorts of things they were buying gifts for him we have this amazing emotional attachment and there's obviously a, you know legal stuff beside it as well but it really is just the emotional attachment to wanting the very best for your patients now the third thing and i say this with all the humility in the world but the third thing is that we're pretty smart uh, you know, we've we've gone through a fairly difficult university degree now that does also not mean that we're incredibly life smart i could do a whole podcast series on uh, facepalm moments with physio friends and physio staff and you know people I employed and um, I won't bore you with them but, but Matt who'd you know topped physiotherapy very hard degree got great results but he'd never left home then his mum had done everything for him and the very first day he worked for us it was literally like the first day he'd left home and he didn't know that you had to put chicken in the fridge so he came in on his very first day at work and ate chicken that he'd left out on the kitchen counter overnight because his mum had sort of given it to him when he left home on the you know the Saturday and then he's coming into work on the Monday morning and he's eating this chicken that's been sitting on the bench for 36 hours. So just because you pass a university degree doesn't mean you're also got everything else together, right? But I will just say, and again, I'm not going to go down the path of any more stories, but we'll just say we're fairly intelligent academically right because that's just the reality so let's putting those three factors in every single day as a physiotherapist you have people coming to the clinic knocking on the door saying i have something for your patients and it is very very easy for us just for that professional ego And again, all that emotional attachment that we have to our patients to sit there and say, hang on, I have been working with this patient for three, four, five years. You know, I I know their whole story. I know their children's stories. I know everything about their life. And you walk in off the street and say, I've got something that can help that patient. Now, again, these are generally more, you know, business to business salespeople with 
in the physio clinic, you're talking like, you know, knee braces or shoulder slings or, you know, exercise routines or, you know, different massage techniques, heat pillows, all those sorts of things, right? They're selling these things for us to sell out the front of, uh, of the clinic. And sometimes you would buy things, but most of the time people would walk in and say, I've got something that would help your patients. And straight away, you're going to sit there and say, no, you don't, because you don't know my patients. You have no concept outside of that people walk in here with a sore back and hopefully they walk out a bit better. So that is a huge thing when you're approaching a health professional. If you walk in with, I have a product that can help your patient straight away, you're going to face resistance. They are going to put a wall up and say, you know, nothing about my patients. And once they put that wall up, it's kind of, you know, you only get that first impression to, if you only get one chance to make a first impression, you pretty much got them offside straight away. So we've got to be so, so careful of, hey, Andrew, I've got a product, a tablet, a, a thing, a blah, 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 that can help your patients. I'm just going to say no to you because I've been working with these patients for 10 years. You've been in this clinic for 10 seconds, right? So let's move to the other thing. My background, especially, and pretty much every single physio that I knew and that I hung out with and that I was friends with, we all played footy. We all played sport. Again, we had like like Jade was an Olympic, had Olympic world record swimmer. We had like Kenny, who was a professional footy player. Like we had all these incredible athletes and they'd come in as physio as part of like a whole health and wellness thing. And then once we get into the health health system, once we start working in hospitals and in clinics, there is an enormous amount of burnout. Talk about that emotional burnout earlier, just the burnout of patients, the overwhelm that, you know, as much as you try, you put so much effort into patients. Most patients are just going to come back. You give them the exercises. They don't do them. You know, they just want you to massage them and tell them everything's going to be better and all that kind of stuff. There's a fantastic reel that I saw the other day of those, you know, those two cats that that viral reel at the moment and the physio like, here's some exercise and the other cat's like, no, just massage me. Like, I'm not doing anything. But that's also the reality, right? So we we can become a bit flat. We can become a bit fatigued. And I know from very personal experience, and again, I know from all my friends, and I'll tell you this, we all are really super active. We're really super healthy. And then the grind starts to want, like grind us down, that minutiae of daily life. And this isn't just health professionals, obviously. This is you know all professions, but particularly with health professionals, you come home and you are exhausted. You are worn out. You have no energy. Your emotional, social battery is just dead flat. It's negative. And then you sit there and say, oh, man, I've got to eat some chicken salad and go to the gym. And you don't. And that's where so many health professionals start out really healthy and our energy and our health declines. So if you went into a health professional clinic, a chiro clinic, a doctor surgery, a physio practice, all that kind of stuff, and you said, hey, Andrew, how's your energy? Like you, like being a physiotherapy, you must love health and wellness. Do you get to the gym much? I'm going to sit there and say, oh, mate, I used to, right? Like when I was young and enthusiastic and optimistic. But these days, yeah, I get to the gym kind of a couple of times a week and, you know, I really should be getting there a bit more. Or, Andrew, how's your energy? Like you're up on your feet all day. You're working with patients all day. You must, you know, you must be pretty worn out at the end of the day. And I'm connect, ask about them because I'm going to sit there and say, yeah, by three, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> by three o'clock every afternoon, I am 
cooked and I've still got four more patients to go, right? Like we're going to sit there and start having these conversations with you. And if you talk to us about our energy rather than how your product can help our patients, we are going to be so much more open. We're going to sit there and say, actually, yeah, if there was a way that I could sort of, you know, get a bit better nutrition on the run because I've had 17 patients back to back so far. I've got another five to go. I haven't had a chance to eat lunch. I took that extra patient over my lunch break. I'm behind in my notes. I'm going to be here for another hour, like brain fog, fatigue, all that kind of stuff. You've got something that can help with that. You've got a shot for my energy. You've got a drink that I can drink. You've got a tablet I can take just to help with my energy and my focus and all those sorts of things. I am all ears. Now, there will be, again, that little bit of that professional skepticism. So don't go and be an expert. Just share your story. You can send them all the tools of your science team and stuff like that. Don't try and out-expert someone who thinks they're already a bigger expert. But if you just sit there and talk to them about their energy, about their focus, about their health and wellness, about how many times they get into the gym, all that kind of stuff, they're going to be so much more open than if you walk in and say, hey, this product is going to like actually like revolutionize your patients. Now, the third thing then, as we we're talking before, and again, with all the humility in the world, we are pretty smart. We're going to figure out that, hey, if this gives me energy, I have a list of a thousand patients who are whinging about their energy to me every single day. It's not going to take them too long to put one and one together. So we don't need to, again, just that, you know, that professional side of things talk to us about us and our energy and all these great goals we had of being super healthy throughout our life and then life punched us in the face through the emotions of the work and just the health system in general whatever country you're in it's pretty broken thankfully australia is significantly better than you know pretty much most of the rest of the world we're we're very good but we're still terrible once you start scratching the surface and once you start living in there you know we're held together with sticky tape and paper clips and stuff like that so the reality is we're pretty smart we're going to figure it out we're going to sit there and say you know what all of a sudden oh that brain fog's gone how many patients am i talking to every single day who are struggling with their energy. All of a sudden, I've dropped a few kilo. Oh my goodness, how many patients do I have who are waiting to have surgery and the the um, the surgeon's saying, no, well, I can't do surgery on you until you lose 10 kilo. And they're sitting there saying, well, I can't lose 10 kilo until you do the surgery. And they're in this just never-ending loop. How many patients of those do I have? I've got hundreds of them. We're going to figure it out. And we're going to figure it out pretty quickly. So you don't need to overemphasize that. Just talk to us about our energy how your health product will really help, how your health product will really help us give more and get back to the person that we used to be before we kind of got knocked around by the industry, you'll have so, so, so much more success. So I hope that helps. As always, I really hope that helps. I hope that just gives you a bit more of an insight. Just it comes down to, you know, understanding Uh, when you take the time to understand someone, you'll be more understood. It's the same with overcoming objections. Once you take the time to understand where their objection is coming from, it's so much easier to overcome the objection. You'll be more understood when you take that when you have the chance to understand them first. So ask them about them, understand the sort of background that they're in, understand how they sort of got into this industry, and you will have so much more success with approaching health professionals. And yeah, once you do get a couple of those people on board, like you know, it's it can be game changing in your business. You know, for us, I said we 
we did struggle because a lot of the guys we brought in who did own their own clinics, who didn't have, you know, some of the other restrictions, who who did have a lot of that, um, you know, we're still working against some other challenges of, again, just, you know, I don't want to follow the system. I don't want to do this like and, and that. But, you know, that's a topic for another day. But they are certainly going to be so, so, so much more open if you approach them in that way. So hope you got value out of today's podcast. As always, greatly appreciate having you here and hopefully we can help you get further down the pathway to financial freedom. For all our new listeners, if you're newer to the podcast, if you've come in just recently in the last sort of couple of podcast episodes, every Monday morning we spin the wheel. Here we've got a little prize wheel here. So if you are getting value out of the podcast, take a screenshot on your device, pop it up on your stories and tag me. I'm at Andrew James Logan. Let me know your big aha moment and you could be selected as listener of the week, subscriber of the week. We spin the little wheel and I will send you one of the prizes on the wheel here, like a book, our leadership training, our time management training, our four steps to four figure program, all that kind of stuff, attraction marketing, lots of different stuff on there that we can send it out to you. You could be like Lisa Griffin, Lisa, who was awesome. I woke up to the notification yesterday that she shared it uh, on the podcast. Unfortunately, Lisa's one of our elite clients, so she already has everything on the wheel, but I do want to just shout her out and recognize her. So again, as we come into the first live podcast of the year for a Monday, the Monday morning podcast, from here onwards, we're going to be doing subscriber of the week if you want to win that Just take a screenshot on your device, pop it up on your stories, tag me, and you could be in the winning next week. Otherwise, I hope you got value out of today, and I will see you for another episode on Thursday. Catch you then. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.